walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hello, friends. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Question to start off the show. How many weeks or months will you be writing 2023 on your checks and on your dates and on your papers and on all things that need a date? I will admit, for some reason, my brain was in 2024 starting in about October of last year. So I was going the opposite direction and already writing 2024. I guess I was just ready for it. So for today's episode of the PCOM podcast, I am going to take us on a tour of spiritual formation at Presbyterian Church of the Master because there is a lot of excitement going on. There are a lot of new things and programs and opportunities, and I don't want you to miss a single one. So we're going to start out with the one that Clayton Simon announced for us near the end of December, which is you are invited to read the one-year Bible as a congregation. Daryl and Clayton and several others, um, including a few youth group students, which, I mean, props to them. It's a big undertaking, read through the one-year Bible, the NIV version. We have it available in the church bookstore, or you can find it online. One-year Bible, NIV version. It's kind of a tan cover with a landscape on it. Um, they read it last year and just said it was such an edifying and profitable exercise to really grasp the whole of Scripture by reading through the whole thing cover to cover in a year. And the beautiful thing about the one-year Bible is it doesn't just go Genesis all the way to Revelation. It gives you specific readings every day. So you get a little bit of Old Testament and a Psalm and some New Testament, which really does help to both break it up so you're not sitting in Leviticus for weeks, which can be a little bit of a slog. It's a beautiful book, deeply important, and also can be a little bit of a slog. Um, But instead, you get a little Old Testament and these epic arcs and epic stories and a little bit of New Testament gospel or epistle and a psalm reading um, to ground you in that poetic prayer of scripture. So you are invited. I realize this episode is coming out on January 8th, and you may may think, oh no, I'm behind. But what you can do is either pick right up on the day you start. So say you, you purchase that Bible and it comes in a couple of days, you can start on January 10th and it's okay. And then you can just roll over into the new year and finish those last few days. Or you can choose to start on January 1st, on the January 1st, first readings, no matter what day you pick it up, and just simply do one every day. And it's also important to note the one-year Bible has readings for every day of the year, and invariably what happens is people miss a day because we're not perfect, but also days get really busy or we get sick or something happens and we travel and we forgot it at home. And then it feels like, oh, I'm three days behind. I might as well just throw up my hands and give up. And part of the joy of the one-year Bible is it can help lead us into this pattern of discipline where missing a day, missing a week is not failure. It's simply a bump in the road. And we can pick right up in our practice where we left off. It's, it's tricky because it is a big amount of reading. Some people will say, well, I'll just make up for that week and I'll just read that whole week in one sitting. You can, but it's it's a significant outlay. So the challenge is to pick it back up where we left off 
and to continue on. And this is the whole story of the Christian life, that not one of us will keep the commandments and laws and instructions of the Lord perfectly. We will all fail. We will all fall. And the task before us is to get up and try again, knowing that God forgives us, knowing that God is with us, knowing that God will help us persevere on the journey. So you are invited to take part in the reading of the one-year Bible with us together as a church. You can pick those up at the church bookstore. They're $15 a piece, or you can purchase them online, the NIV one-year Bible. Let's talk a little bit about our spiritual formation classes. At our our last session meeting, Daryl and I were kind of describing what it's been to put these classes together and how much it has felt like we're building an airplane while we're flying an airplane. We're trying to build a new airplane while it's already in the air. And we realize things as we're going like, oh, goodness, we need a registration table. And oh, goodness, you know, this breakfast food is really popular, but this one isn't. Oh, goodness, we need people to help us tear down. We need people to help us set up. We've just been learning as we've been going. And so we're really excited to head into January, February, and all of 2024 with some of those lessons we've learned, but also with the opportunities to tweak some of these things, to make them even better, even more seamless. Um... So many of you have given us great feedback, Um, and if you haven't, but you think, oh, this really worked for me, or this was really hard for me, we welcome that feedback. It really does help us to make things better and to improve things, and um, even more than just general feedback, we love when people come to us with feedback of, hey, this is a problem I noticed, I have an idea for how to solve it. And I want to be part of that solution. That is like music to our ears. Because one of the things we have learned in doing these Roots to Fruits Sunday morning Christian education courses is that we can only be in one place at one time. So someone is preaching and someone is teaching and there's a pastor who's kind of roving and filling in the gaps. Um, But it really does take a village when it comes to breakfast and cleanup and printing and registration and and all of these things. So thank you so much to those of you who have offered suggestions, who have jumped in with both feet. We can always use a few more people on that team. If that interests you, drop me a line, courtney.ellis at mypcom.com, or just grab me on a Sunday and we can chat. Sunday morning classes. The next new Roots to Fruits class starts this upcoming Sunday, January 14th. It is called Bible Basics. And I want to unpack that a little bit because if you've been a Christian for 50 years, you may think, I don't need a basic course. And if you're a brand new Christian, you may think, is this the right course for me? So when we say Bible basics, we're not meaning it's a very simplistic course. What we are saying is this is going to take the scripture passage for a given week and do a deep dive. There's only so much you can do in a 20-minute sermon, and this class is going to go into the context and the backgrounds. Um, Say we're preaching through a text from the book of Philippians, for example, What does it mean that this is a letter? How is it different from other texts of scripture? Where was Philippi and why did that matter? Um, It's going to be really fun, really exciting. Uh, Pastor Daryl will be the primary teacher, but there may be some weeks where it's it's Jackson or I leading in that class. Uh, But our goal is to just help light up scripture from the inside out, these holy words of God that lead us in our faith often can be tricky to interpret without some context, without some history, without some Bible background, maybe some maps. Um, And we're going to have wonderful, wonderful conversations um, in that class. Bible Basics runs from January the 14th through February the 12th. 
February the February. Hello, good morning. February the 18th, um, which is the first Sunday in Lent. Lent begins this year on Valentine's Day. Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day, February 14th. And following the Bible basics class, Pastor Daryl will be teaching five weeks on spiritual practices, which is just a perfect series for Lent to think about what it is to go deep in prayer and talk about other spiritual practices, things like the exam and things like deep, faithful readings of scripture, things like fasting, creative ways to pray, artistic expressions of faith. So that class I'm really excited about, um, and that begins on February the 25th. What is happening in our small groups? I'm so glad you asked. One of the things we learned as we were building the airplane in the air was, um, I think most of you know that I, I am part-time at the church. I'm 20 hours a week, and those 20 hours go by very quickly. They do. They go by very quickly. There's a lot of good work to do. Um, when Daryl began teaching Roots to Fruits on Sundays, I doubled my preaching load, which has been a blast. I love preaching more than almost anything else in this world. I love the preparation. I love the delivery. I love connecting with all of you, the honor and privilege of bringing the Word of God to life. Um, and preaching twice as much um, was a significant workload shift for me. Um, on a week where I write a sermon, that is the the primary task, and it definitely doesn't take all 20 hours, but it, it takes a decent chunk. And so I soon realized that I could not keep producing study guides for our small groups at the same pace. I had been writing five or six study guides a year. Each one of those takes me about three months. So if you do the math on that within a year, it means I'm often working on more than one at a time and I'm sending them to editors and we really do want them to be as, as polished and thoughtful as they possibly can be, which means they need more eyes on them than just mine. Um, but there's a lot of research and time that goes into those study guides. And I realized soon I just could not do both. There weren't enough hours in my pastoral day. So we are cutting down the number of study guides, in-house study guides we're going to use throughout the year from five or six down to three. The next all-church study guide will be our Lenten series. It's called Why He Came, Jesus in the Gospels. Um, and we're going to focus those small group studies in on those seasons that are really the high points of church life. So seasons like Lent, seasons like Advent, seasons like um, the fall, when we kind of do that all-church push to come back from summer. Everyone's been traveling, and we regather at the start of the school year. But here is the good news. We are not going to leave you hanging, you small group leaders and you small group participants. We will still have three study guides during the year, but on the off months, the months we do not have an in-house written study guide, every week available in Sunday worship, and we'll also make sure they're available on the church website, will be a few questions related to the sermon, fill in the blank kind of things that you can use in worship if that helps you listen to take notes, um, and then also some discussion questions for small groups based in the sermon text and based around the scripture that the sermon was about. Um, so it won't be a study guide. It won't be as comprehensive as that, but it will be something you can bring to your small group. Here are these three or four questions for discussion. Here's where the sermon led us. We're going to read that sermon text again and really soak in it and learn it and get in there. One of the 
One of the frustrating things as a pastor is you cannot possibly mine the depths of a, of a single passage of Scripture, a single verse of Scripture in an 18 to 20-minute sermon. It's just not possible. So this will give you the chance to go deep into that sermon passage with your small groups and then end, as I know most of you do, with sharing prayer requests and things like that. So our hope is that anyone who wants to be in a small group any month of the year will have either some sermon notes and questions from that week's preacher, which also gives you the chance to hear from a variety of different voices, to hear from Pastor Jackson and from Pastor Daryl, from our guest preachers, or a study guide that we write in-house. Um, so we've heard from you. We've heard that the Watch for the Light Advent book, um, while it was a beautiful read, was a little tricky to manage as a small group. It was much easier for individual devotional practice and reading than it was um, for a small group because what we've heard and what we've learned is um, you really like having the questions provided so that then your leadership is about shepherding the group and not coming up with questions on your own, which we get it. Um, thank you. Uh, so many of you were just very gentle and very kind, but said, this isn't really working. Um, what are we going to do come the new year? So that is our plan. Next Roots to Fruits is Bible Basics, followed by Spiritual Practices. At the end of February, we will take two weeks off for Easter, the celebration of Easter. And then I'm really excited about this class in Roots to Fruits beginning on April 14th and going all the way to the end of May. Dan Van Voris, Dr. Dan, our historian in residence. I mean, he's not really in residence. He has a job, but he's here a lot and we love him. He is going to be teaching a class called the Apostles' Creed, seven weeks laying out the history of the Apostles' Creed, what it means to our faith, why we say it in worship, why it has been one of the sustaining drumbeats of the church for so many years. Um, I will be preaching a lot during that series, but I am a little bit bummed because I want to sit in that class every day. So any opportunity I have to be back in that class, I'm really, really looking forward to it. One final thing on Roots to Fruits, um, many of our youth small groups meet during Roots to Fruits, and what we have heard from many of them and many of their leaders is they love the class. They love the teaching where everyone is all together and we're all learning together from a pastor or a great teacher. But what's hard for them is they have not had much time for their small groups, really only 15 minutes most days, and they haven't had any privacy for their small groups. So I don't know if you remember being in junior high, but often you would want to talk to your small group leader or your youth leader or, your, or someone you trusted about who you had a crush on, but you really wouldn't want your parents to hear that necessarily because... You're at that age where you're developing some need for some freedom and some autonomy. And so we've heard this um, from many of the youth. So one of the shifts we're making is some of our classes now will be shorter teaching in Roots to Fruits and longer small groups with the opportunity for those small groups to move into more private spaces. So our, our students will often go to the church conference room or they'll go to room 103 where they can have a little bit uh, more privacy and freedom. Um, to share in those groups. And sometimes it's not their parents overhearing. It's just, you know, their junior high sibling at one table over that they, they need to be able to process some things in that safety. Um, so that is an upcoming change as well. That will not be true for every class, um, but that will be true for our Bible Basics class that we are launching this winter as we continue on in this vein of learning and experimentation and growth. Um, 
Mostly, what we're excited about right now is that we have seen just such a hunger for learning within the congregation, that a 20-minute sermon is not enough, that an hour of worship is not enough. People are hungry to grow. They're hungry to learn. They want to see their lives transformed. They want to learn more about spiritual practices. They want to share their story with their friends, with their neighbors, with their peer peer groups. Um, and that is such a beautiful, encouraging thing to me as a pastor, that that hunger is there. You know, you may have heard the phrase, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Um, we're trying to provide tons and tons of water, and that water is is being lapped up in in moments, in in seconds. The water is gone, and we're realizing, okay, okay, we need more water. We need more opportunities to, to drink from this living water of Jesus together and increase not only our knowledge, because you know, scripture is really clear that wisdom builds up, but knowledge puffs up. Knowledge can make us arrogant. So the goal of these classes is not more factoids and not more um, opportunities to win at jeopardy someday down the line, but the goal is transformation of hearts and lives, where not only are we learning more about scripture, but we're learning how to apply that and how that might change us, how that might help us love our neighbors more dearly and more clearly. Um, and so as, as a pastor, but just also as a follower of Jesus myself, that makes me so very excited. So many thanks to those who are helping us in this spiritual formation journey, our elder Clayton Simon, Pastor Daryl, who has been kind of the the man behind the curtain with just knitting all these things together. Everyone on the spiritual formation team, you all are heroes. The people who helped me edit the Bible study, um, they're different every go-round, except for Diane Lamb, who is my stalwart. She's always the final copy editor, and she always catches things, helps make, make those as clear and beautiful as possible. That's it for my first episode of the new year. Dr. Dan will be here with you next week. Many thanks to Jeff Given for being with us last week. Happy New Year, my friends. Until next time, take care, be well, and God bless.